You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the second half hour of Real Presence Live with uh, Jack and Doreen Canelli. And we're uh, looking forward to uh, visiting with our guest, uh, who you already heard once, uh, just uh, during the introduction with that cough there, Father. <laughs> Father Greg Hammond, who is a, uh, with the Diocese of Fargo, and he's uh, currently uh, at Lemoore, North Dakota. And do you have some satellite uh, station, uh, stations, <laughs> parishes as well, Father? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. Uh, sorry about that cough comment. I didn't realize we were already on. <laughs> but, um, I wanted to explain. Uh, obviously, obviously. Um, but well, you're, you're, battling a, you're, you're battling a cold, so that's okay. Something, yeah. Um, yes, I have three parishes. My main one, like you said, is in Lemoore, North Dakota, kind of south um, southeast of Jamestown. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lemoore is my, my main parish, Holy Rosary, but I also serve... Uh, St. Raphael's Catholic Church in Verona, about 11 miles away, and uh, Assumption Catholic Church in Dickey. Okay, well, we... Three parishes. Okay, well, uh, you uh, you wrote an article on uh, the, uh, you know, why Catholics have to be married in a Catholic Church, and we're not talking about marriage in the Catholic Church, in a Catholic yeah, yeah. Church building is this, you know, and it, that's a good distinction. My my guess is that uh, it seems like over the last maybe I don't know fifteen or twenty years, or maybe even more recently than that, that you know the destination weddings have become a real trendy sort of thing. Is is that what prompted you to write the article that uh, you'd been getting lots of inquiries, or a lot of your brother priests have been kind of saying they're ex- having the same kind of experience with people, you know. Getting maybe even getting upset because they they want to go get married in the park or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I don't have a. Lo- I wouldn't say that I have a lot of such requests, but I know that they're definitely out there. And um, part of it was just the um, the reason I chose that to answer that question was because it was the you know, the June issue of the the New Earth, so I thought it would be somewhat uh, fitting or timely. Weddings are in people's minds usually, you know, as the summer rolls around. So I thought it would uh, be work, would work well that way. Um, so I wouldn't say that I have um, a, a large number of of couples requesting uh, to have like like you said a, a wedding at a, at a destination or at a park or something like that. But it certainly does come up from time to time. And I I got uh, you know a little cadre of, of priests who are buddies, and we text together all the time, and that does come up in conversation with them from time to time as well. Um, so it's certainly something that is not, we all know very well that it's not an, an unknown thing. And we've definitely all probably seen or heard of couples or been invited to weddings ourselves where we know that um, one or maybe both members of the couple are baptized and raised Catholics, but they're getting married, in fact, in a, in a park or on a beach or something. And, and that's probably not um, uh, been... Uh, approved, you know, by their by their pastor or by their bishop. In reading your article, it was clear that it, a pers- a couple needs to understand. Actually, it goes all the way back to what is marriage. Yeah. And could you talk a little bit about that, Father, for our listeners? What is marriage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 
something that stood out for me when I was uh, first in seminary and taking taking classes on the theology of marriage and kind of like the, the church's law, the canon law regarding marriage, <coughs> is that the, the one of the ways of talking about marriage is as the, um, kind of a technical term here, the primordial sacrament. Um, and our, our wedding liturgy speaks to this as well when there's the the special nuptial blessing, the blessing over the couple that the priest does. It's in the middle of the Eucharistic prayer right after we have shared um, or recited the Lord's Prayer together. The, the priest blesses the couple, and he speaks about the nature of, of their new union, the nature of marriage, being the, the one grace that was not forfeited after original sin or washed away by the flood, this special relationship of, of marriage. Um, so it 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 goes back to the beginning of human history, this unique relationship of of a husband and wife where they join themselves together. And I think we so we see that it's a, it's a part of our very makeup as as human beings. This draw from uh, from the, from the bride and the groom, this draw together, this draw to make a partnership with each other. Um, but the church also sees it as as something more than just something natural. I think in a lot of the the debates about marriage nowadays and uh, debates of, debates about like homosexual unions and, and and such things, people will bring up the fact that across different cultures, you know, wedding what, or marriages have been um, have taken different forms. They always they haven't always been a supposed monogamous relationship between one man and one woman. They've taken different forms across time and time in history. And I think we should be able to say that, yeah, we, we know that very well. We, we definitely recognize that marriage uh, takes different forms. It's, it's not always one man and one woman in, in different times and places. More, more often, it's been a single man with a harem of wives. You know, that's been the more common picture of marriage. But that is not a Christian picture of marriage. Like, right? Christ, Christ teaches us more than merely human nature teaches us. Christ teaches us that this relationship that's been a part of human history from the beginning of marriage, it's supposed to be a picture to us of the unique love that God has for his people. God's love is, is faithful. God's love is enduring. Uh, God's love is is wholehearted towards His people. So that's why we that's why we call the church the bride of Jesus Christ. And so, so what Christ has done is He has taken that 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 relationship that that existed well before um, He walked this earth and established the church. But He's taken that relationship and He's shown us what it is really all about and how it's properly supposed to be lived as this lifelong union of one man and one woman who pledge themselves and learn to love each other like Jesus Christ himself loves his bride, the Church. And it's a love so, freely given and, yeah, and received. And it's not, I know there are arranged marriages, but that sure. isn't so, the same. The Church doesn't <laughs> recognize shotgun weddings? <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you know, like arranged marriages and shotgun weddings, like you mentioned, are, um, are, are a good example. That's another form of marriage. 
I thought the shotgun wedding is a form of marriage. And what is a shotgun wedding? <laughs> a wedding that that term comes from the the idea of you know the the wife maybe being the bride being pregnant, and so dad is in the back of the church with a shotgun, telling the the young groom that he better marry this this this, this daughter. Um, but but yeah, love love is is nothing if it's not freely given. There is no real love that's not freely given. The husband and the wife have to be standing there. Uh, not needing the other person, but 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 willingly, happily, offering themselves to the other person. And what does that's that? That's what makes love free and, and mm-hmm. real love. And what does that, Father, show us about God's love for us? I mean, does He need us to love Him? That's such a such a, a mystery in. Um, in our, in our faith, Mis- not in the sense of something we can't understand, but something that's so far beyond us, because, you know, fundamentally, God does not need us. You know, fundamentally, God is entirely blessed, entirely alive, entirely happy in Himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in this relationship, this eternal relationship that they share. Out of that love flows the, 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 the will to create, to create us and to create all of the world so that he can give something of himself to us. But he does not need us. He is no happier with us or without us. We cannot increase his happiness, nor can we decrease his happiness. He does not need us, but he gladly pours himself out for us. And that, that's it's a kind of love that is far beyond us. It's, it's, it's hard to rise to that level of love, but that is the picture of love that, that our faith gives us the love of God that is just only free and only whole, wholly given. Well, it, it seems like you've, the, your description of the Trinity is also kind of used as, you know, weddings or the marriage, uh, marriages are also kind of used as an analogy or a, a, a sort of a, uh, you know, analogous to the Trinity to help us maybe understand uh, the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can you touch on yeah, that a little one, bit? 100%, 100%. That's why every time Trinity Sunday comes around after uh, after Easter, or after Pentecost, excuse me, um, I find it hard to, to not end up preaching about the family, because um, I think I think this goes back to uh, St. Augustine, who really popularized the, the picture of the family being a sort of earthly picture of the Trinity, <clears throat> the Trinity being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father and Son give themselves fully, give their love fully to each other, and, and from the two of them together flows the Holy Spirit proceeding forth from them. And so we get a sort of picture of that, uh, of in the, the, the way a husband and wife give themselves to each other, both in heart and in body, and from that uh, sharing of, of, of life comes forth, potentially, God willing, children that give us a picture of, of the Trinity. It's not a perfect picture. Um, the, the Trinity is not a picture of the human family. Rather, the human family is a picture of the Trinity for us. Yeah, it's not a perfect analogy, but I think it's one of the, the most beautiful analogies that we can think of to wrap our heads around this, this mystery of <clears throat> what it means for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all to be, all to be God, um, distinct in their persons, but, but, but one as, as God. It's just like the husband, wife, and, and child are definitely distinct as persons but in family they're one 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 family right 
Father, after the break, could you talk a little bit about, you, you've talked a lot about giving. Could you, after the break, could you talk a little bit about the receiving part of that relationship? Mm, sure. Okay, with after. that, with that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go off to our, our break. You're listening to Real Presence Live with Jack and Doreen Canelli as your hosts. And our guest at this, during this half hour is Father Greg Hammond of the Diocese of Fargo, currently in Lemoore, North Dakota. And we're talking about uh, marriage and specifically the question, the burning question that everybody's waiting for the answer is in the next half is, why do Catholics have to be married in a Catholic church? So stay with us and we'll be right back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Doreen, you wanted to you wanted to lead us in? <laughs> oh, you got a joke. I, She's anxious no. to tell another joke. I misunderstood. I thought I thought you told me oh. <laughs> at the end of the break I would be leading it. Our hand so signals fine. our yeah, hand okay. signals got yeah. goofed up here. Marriage communication. <laughs> right. Okay, well we, this is Real Presence Live. My name is Jack Canelli and my co host is my beautiful wife Doreen. And we're talking with Father Greg Hammond. But Doreen, why don't you uh, pull up a uh, <clears throat> one of those jokes? Okay. This is what you're famous for. Okay, because among other things. Because we are Canellis. Here's the joke. Okay, Father, you can answer this if you think you know the answer. Okay. okay. 
Who's who is Irish and stays outside all summer? Who's, who is Irish and stays outside all summer? Who is Irish and stays outside all summer? I cannot answer that. Jack, do you have? I a guess? cannot answer that one either. Patio furniture. furniture. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've all experienced the high point of your day. It's all downhill from here. No, 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 no. Father's going to connect yeah. now. <laughs> okay. The, the meaning of marriage with getting married in the a Catholic church building. Right. Right. Okay. So. Do that in the form of a question the Father can respond to. I think that's how we're getting <laughs> okay. the dead air okay. there. Okay. Father, why yes. is it? I mean, I should... I don't know. It's even deeper than why it is. Um, why or what is the beautiful and sacred advantage for a couple of being married in a Catholic church building? I'm really glad that you tried to phrase it that way. You know, um, because I think a lot of people ask it with a certain sort of, you know, maybe um, uh, frustration in their voice, like, Father, why do I or, or why does somebody have to get married in the Catholic church? And and I think that's just not the best way of, of thinking of it. Why do I, why do I have to? Um, <clears throat> rather, why is it best that we have our marriages actually in the church building? Um, because, as we were talking about earlier before the break, uh, what, what is marriage? A marriage is a picture of us, of the love of Christ and His Church. And so I think we could also maybe talk about why um, weddings, especially if, if both people are Catholic, if, if one bride or if the, if the bride or the groom is maybe not Catholic, if they're from a Protestant family or something, oftentimes maybe the Catholic wedding would not be a part of a Mass. <laughs> but ideally, and especially if they're both Catholic, it would be wrapped into the... The, the, the larger celebration of the Mass, because they're at the altar within the Church. The Church is like the home. Um, we say that when families go home, they're going to their domestic Church, their, their, their life together at home is a domestic Church, but, but the, the parish is a family of families. Together we share this as our home, the, the, the Church building, a spiritual home. And home is the place where love is shared, where life is shared, um, and where affection, right, is demonstrated to each other in the, in the between the family members. And so it's when we come to the parish for, like, Sunday Mass or, or whenever we're coming to Mass that we, as, as a member of the congregation, um, are receiving the love of Jesus Christ poured out to us from the altar and from the from the ambo, from the, from the Word of God as it's proclaimed. We're receiving the love of Christ given to us and because we're a member of the, the Bride of Christ, the Church, we're there to give our hearts back to Him, give our lives back to Him. And so we're giving and receiving there in the Mass. And so to, to, to insert into that this uh, promise, the, these, these vows of the Bride and the Groom to, to live out their life as a gift to the other person, they also receive the other person back. There's this real mirror image that we see. We see as the husband and the wife share their vows, 
and maybe share their kiss at the end of the ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we see we see this 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 image that's beautiful. It makes everybody happy and 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 shed tears of happiness and, and applaud as they're going to the to the back of the church. Mom and dad are, are extremely happy to see their children getting married. Um, it, it it lifts us up to the greater joy of of God Himself. And can I think of the greater beauty of God out in the park? Sure, I can. But in this unique place of the church, it's just most fitting. Um, so, so as a priest, I'm here to serve the church, right? I'm here to serve the church. I'm here to uh, help foster within people's minds and hearts a greater connection with Jesus Christ. And so first and foremost, that's uh, my, my desire, my role, um, and... And so we do things as much as we can in the best way that we can. And in his in his in his presence, that is a uh, real and profound presence in that church building that is different than his presence in nature, out in a park or a forest or on a beach. Well, it, it seems you know from a practical standpoint. You know, if I were attending a wedding out in nature somewhere, it's kind of like, well, this is between this man and this woman. You know, that, that, that's fine. There, you know, but when you put it in the context of a church, it, it certainly uh, emphasizes more the sacramental aspect of it, and that this is part of a communal celebration. You know, in the church, it it, it just puts a whole different um, aura. To the uh, the event, if you will, and also you 100%. know, just, you know yes. the, uh, the the you know in, in particular the sacramental aspect of it, right. and the family aspect. Father, I love what you said about the parish being an extension of the domestic church, the family. It's yeah. and, and this couple is really vowing to become family. <laughs> you know, there's even a place. Um, when we're preparing couples and we have um, different, different, lots of different things that we do with the couples in their preparation, um, <clears throat> there is, some of it is very informal and some of it is very formal. <laughs> um, and we have a, 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 one of those very formal things is a, is a piece of paper that we, that we fill out and it has all their information and stuff. But, but there's a place, because this is a, because a wedding vows are a, a, a legal binding agreement, legal civilly, right, and ecclesia- ecclesially in the church. It's a legal agreement. They, we ask them a series of questions um, that, that demonstrate that what they, are, what they are intending here is what, what, what we as the church see marriage to be. And one, and one of those questions is, <clears throat> do you believe or do you recognize that this union is a union between or is, is an agreement between you and the Lord? Um, so it's not just it's not just the bride and the groom making a promise to each other, and we're all there to watch that. No, they are in sharing their vows. They're making a vow, yes, to each other, but just as much so to the Lord that they will live this as as husband and wife. And so, being gathered in the house of the Lord in the church, um, in in His sacramental presence in the Eucharist as a part of Mass, most commonly, it's the most fitting place. 
in my article that I wrote, you know, I got we got some backlash about the article. Oh, <laughs> not everybody, did you? Not uh-huh. everybody liked the idea. Well, they um, read it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I was as I was typing it up, I I I made the point as I typed it out. I thought, oh, I like that point. Um, that you know, there's lots of kinds of places that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. A lakeside can be beautiful. A park setting can be beautiful. A beach, a mountaintop, whatever. They're extremely beautiful places that can really lift up the heart to the Lord. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No argument with that. Mm-hmm. But but I said that but no place <coughs> is beautiful like a church is beautiful. So there's a different sort of beauty there, and it's the beauty of, of that this is where I have my home with Jesus Christ. This is a place of a real meeting between me and Jesus Christ. And I think that can be true, therefore, whether I'm getting, whether a person is getting married in a uh, extremely, overwhelmingly beautiful Gothic cathedral or in just your ordinary small town parish that, you know, n- nobody would, you know, make postcards of. You know, there, there, there's a unique beauty of the church. That's not the beauty of nature, but it's a, it's a more profound beauty because it's the beauty of this place of intimate connection with, with God himself, with Jesus Christ. This is where the sacraments happen. This is where the Mass happens. This is where we had Grandma and Grandpa's funeral. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a place of significance. Mm-hmm. So no, church, no, no place is beautiful in the unique way that any church is beautiful. And why would you deny yourself that beauty? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Plus, plus, you don't have to worry about the weather. <laughs> really, I mean, hey, you, thank you. you know, thank you very much. You, 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 can, very you, much. you can talk about uh, having a beautiful place, but when the weather rolls in and it's bad, you, you end up, you know, getting married where in the some uh, room in the hotel, uh, you know, meeting yes. room in the hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that really kind of diminishes the whole thing even further. Sometimes those practical aspects are more than you need, really. You yeah. know, like, let's just, let's just do it right. Well, Father... Well, thank you so much for being on. It's great to hear your voice. It would have been wonderful if we could have had you across the table. Yeah. But we, maybe likewise. next time. We got a hard break coming so. up, and we got a hard break coming up in three seconds. So stay with us, God all bless. your listeners. Thank for- you for saying God bless. <laughs> 